gracious hosts, unique lodging, and tasty cuisine. New Mexico bed and breakfasts are New Mexico true. Our innkeepers are as special as New Mexico, and we're sharing their stories. Read about them and plan your trip at nmbba.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. We're so excited. You know, every, you know, second Thursday, yep, second Thursday, we get to go to New Mexico, which we love. New Mexico is the land of enchantment. And today we're going to southwest New Mexico, and we're going to be talking about the Gila River area and Gila, which is kind of near Silver City. So if you think about the southwest corner of New Mexico, like between Tucson, Arizona, and Las Cruces, New Mexico, um, you go up a little bit, and then you are in the land of the Gila River, uh, the Gila Cliff Dwellings National Monument, the Gila National Forest, the Gila Wilderness Area. Um, so we've got Becky O'Connor back on the show uh, talking about uh, what we can experience in the fall in this region. And Becky and her husband uh, own Casitas de Gila guest houses in Gila near Silver City. As I was saying, you can go to casitasdehila.com. So welcome back, Becky. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Lisa? Good, good. So it, you really are like one of the most remote ends that we talk about on the show with the New Mexico Bed and Breakfast Association every month. You're remote and you're an inn, yet you're a little different because you do like, hey, you've got your continental breakfast, but it's in your fridge, in your own casita, your own little, it's like a, a southwestern cabin, basically, right? And um, so a little bit different, but very much... Out, out in nature and I think fall it, it kind of is weird like summer's a busy travel season but then a lot of us are like you know fall is kind of this like let's just chill out a little bit and some of us may not want to do the big crazy you know holiday stuff that starts to happen we may just want to retreat in the fall and reflect and be with nature and enjoy the temperatures right is it nice and cool or how how's your weather not cool yet. We run in about 80 degrees during the day and it is nice cool. And then it's dropping down into the low fifties by morning, but it, it warms Ooh. up. This is an absolutely fabulous time of year to be here. You can do all kinds of stuff outside. Um, you can, the hiking stuff that you can't do in the summertime because, because the sun is just too hot. You can do now, you can be outdoors all day long. You can rock mm. out, bird watch, you can hike you can just chill. You can go sit by a river and chill. It's a beautiful time of year to be down here. Oh, that's awesome. And so you're complete in nature. Do you, I mean, I know New Mexico is definitely the land of enchantment, as I was saying, but definitely a nature state for people who love wildlife. And I know you've got elk in the backwoods out in your area. There's um, our elk. There's elk yeah. here. Um, there's and actually on our property we have all kinds of wildlife. Um, I have run through the list. We've got javelina, which are oh my gosh, I love them. Pigs, yeah. We've got mule deer. We've got coyotes, foxes. There are bobcat around. There are mountain lion around. There's skunks. There's coatamundi, um, which is actually um, awesome. a South American animal. This is the um, furthest northern extent of its range. And we've had guests who've, who have actually seen them here down along the creek. Um, and, um, of course, this time of year, 
you've got these cool, cool nights and cool mornings. So the rattlesnakes, they're just kind of finding where they're going to spend. They're the lazy. Week. They're yeah. around, but they're not moving very fast. Um, so that's not much of an issue anymore. And uh, of course, lots of bird life. Um, the sandhill cranes eventually will show up down here. Oh, wow. Uh, they come down this far. It's a little bit early for them. Um, the summer birds have moved on and the winter birds are just barely starting to come in now. So it's wow. Just- so you're really starting to, the whole fall season has got to be amazing. Do you get the change of leaves? Everybody now, you know, we've done the back east thing with the leaves. And it is incredible, but we've also done Colorado and a little bit of New Mexico um, and the change of the, it, it, it does occur, right, in your, in your backwoods. I see from the picture behind me that um, it's just the beginning of fall here and the leaves along the creek are just beginning to turn yellow. Um, every year is different. The timing's always a little different depending on what the summer weather was like and how much moisture there was. Mm. So, but generally, we will peak along the Gila River in in early to mid-November. But Ooh. up in the mountains, okay, up in the Gila where the aspens are, they they will be peaking within the next couple of weeks or so, much earlier because Ooh. they're so much higher. So you, oh. you can range here. You can get color for a very for um about a six week period of time, depending on where you go. Isn't it exciting too? To live out there it and is. know the seasons and see those little changes start to happen. Like even cactus start to have like their yellow little, you know, I'm dead. Like I'm not dead. My seed pods are here and they're, they have their own coloring too, you know? Yeah, they do. Yeah. No, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, beautiful area to live, beautiful area to visit. Mm-hmm. And it's peaceful. We don't, there's, one of the nice things about this area is it's it's a destination, okay? We're not along an interstate. We don't get a million people just stopping in, doing something, and then leaving again. We're a destination. You have to get off the interstate and drive for um, even an hour just to get to Silver City, um, mm-hmm. an hour and a half to get to us. But it's from- scenic. It's a scenic drive. It like, is. I want people to understand that. So it's once you get here... There's not a lot of people and you can go out hiking and not see another person on the trail. That's amazing too. Yeah. And how big is your property? Let's kind of refresh on that. I know you've been on the show, you know, a few times, but like, I want to refresh people for new listeners uh, about your property. So how big is it? And like, how far are you from Silver City, which is pretty much the biggest town from you? It is. And so I say we're a lovely 45 minutes from Silver City. Oh, that's because, easy. Yeah, there's no noise. We don't have their lights. Um, it's it's to me, it's blissful to be that far yet so close. Okay, mm-hmm. because we can get all the way to Silver City without a traffic light. Okay, you know, <laughs> six miles an hour. So, um, but we've got 265 acres, and um, board that's and a lot. It is. We bought well, actually, in the West, it's not that much. It's a lot of land yeah. in the East, but out here, it's not really that much and we border state land um on on most of our sides so and we have access to that state land so the people that stay here that want to hike actually have access to uh a lot of acreage lots of acreage and right on our property we've got seven miles of hiking trails 
Okay. And, um, it just, it's just a really nice spot. We've got the five casitas, uh, four of them have a single bedroom and one has two bedrooms. So we can accommodate a family or two couples in that one. Everybody's very private. It's all very private. And the casitas have full kitchens. They have a living room with a dining area and separate bedroom and bathroom. They've got porch, a picnic table, barbecue grills. Um, oh, my. We, yeah, we've got um, places to sit outside of each of them. Down along the creek, we've got a, a, a number of places where we have um, lounge chairs so you can sit and listen to the creek. Now, there's not a lot of water right now in the creek because it's it's fall, but um, it'll come back over the winter. And it's you hear just, the birds. You'll hear the yeah, birds. Yeah, listen to the birds, watch for birds, and listen to the creek. Have and, a picnic. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful. And with you having the casitas, you know, I think that's a, a magical thing because if you're going to be that remote, you really actually do want to bring your own food in. So you, you might, it makes you, sense. And yeah, and like I said before, there's plenty of people out there that, that work and they don't get a chance to cook. And when they take a vacation, they want that opportunity to cook. So we've mm. got full kitchens. I mean, I'm not talking a little mini fridge and all that stuff. It's a full kitchen, a regular oh, kitchen. Oh, wow. It's well stocked as it, as your own kitchen would be. So that you can cook whatever you want. And then there's the barbecue grills too. So you can grill. Now, what about like people want TVs and Wi-Fi and all of that. So remote locations can be, hey, you're really cutting off 100%. What is your like rate of cutting off? Well, we've got Wi-Fi. Okay. So, that you know, I mean, I who could survive without Wi-Fi today for keeping in touch? Yeah. Because we're kind of tucked in a little valley. Um, cell phones won't work here. So you have to rely on the Wi-Fi calling on your cell phone, which right. works. And we don't have TVs, although it really isn't much of an issue anymore because if you really need to see something, you can watch it on your computer. You know? Yeah, most people do. They just, they stream on their computers. Everyone's kind of changed. Travel's yeah. really changed over the last 20 years, you know? But you know, Lisa, our stock and trade is silence. I love that, that. That is what we push. It is really, really quiet here. And we don't encourage, we, we don't encourage people to play music or radios. Right. Loud you want and- quiet for everyone. Yeah. yeah and you, you, to me, like, I want to be outside. I, I love that you have little, you know, barbecue things, you know, I don't know how to do them that well, but like somebody else does, but hey, like, <laughs> I, got a, I got a clue for you. The directions are on the bag of charcoal. Oh, oh, good. Okay, there we go. We'll start that. But, think, you know? I can tell you some very funny stories about Nancy and I and camping and, and doing some really stupid things. Um, but the reality is just being outside to me. And not everybody wants to camp, uh, especially, you know, eight, you know, maybe in your 20s and your teens. And then there's this certain side of like this age that goes, you know, kind of want a good night's sleep on a bed and I still want the wilderness thing. So it seems like you have this nice balance of that. And I want to be able to sit outside with a glass of wine and whatever, like a charcuterie board or something like that and be able to see the stars and hear nature and not people's TVs and not people's crazy lights. And even the camping thing is weird. I mean, you know, we travel the country and literally see just about everything. And you also just want to be in a place where you know that it's managed 
And sometimes you can go camping and then suddenly cars come driving up in the middle of the night and you're like, who the hell is that? And what? You know what I mean? So I, I just kind of feel there's, um, I don't, I, I don't think it's really an age thing, but I think there's times where you just really want to be out in nature, but you don't want to have to over rough it and suddenly buy tents and things that you don't know how to do, you know? Just don't want to be roughing it. You know, you no, want I don't to- want to rough it anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, I also should mention that our skies here are some of the darkest skies in the United States because mm. we just don't have any light pollution. Um, the lighting here on our property is minimal. Um, and it's just, it's really, really dark. Right now I have, um, most of my casitas are full of astrophotographers because it's new moon. Oh, so they, I have, we have, um, some astrophotographers that have been coming here for years, maybe once or twice a year for years because the skies are so dark and the weather is generally very reliable for them. Mm. for taking pictures that's really cool that they can come out and and i think part of also the success that you have is the gila wilderness you know because a wilderness area means not everyone can drive through it not every it's not like a national park or a state park where everybody can access it you have to have permits and and all of that to be able to even hike and I wonder if that helps just kind of give you that extra buffer of seclusion, that wilderness. And I think you're one of the first wilderness, if not like it the was, first wilderness. Yeah, the Gila is the first wilderness. And yeah, the Gila is very, very beautiful. And it's very, you know, the forest is much more accessible. And the wilderness is the would be the areas above the forest. And But you can go to the Gila Cliff Dwellings National Monument. And when you do that, you're driving basically through the wilderness you've got views out of the wilderness so while really the only way you can get into the wilderness is hiking or on horseback okay or hiking there are drives in the area that uh, the drive up to the cliff dwellings where you can see the wilderness and And the river yeah without you know no matter what your ability to hike or anything is you can at least see it so man yeah that's pretty it's beautiful. Your area is beautiful. I just remember all the birds and just being, I don't know, it was just such a calm thing, especially when we did the Trail of Spirits. I know we've talked about that before. Uh, Trail of the Mountain Spirits. Is it Trail of the Mountain Spirits? And I encourage people to do that. Um, it's so beautiful. And I don't know, it was just, it just wasn't busy. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, even though it's really a beautiful and popular destination. It just seems to be, have that spread out. Everybody have kind of, um, I don't know. Everybody kind of just chilled out. It's everyone's chilled out. Maybe I've been on the East coast too much. It's a very <laughs> quiet area. It's great. It's great. It, it is. It is. But then you got silver city down the road. So if you want to go for a little, you know, out to dinner or something like that and go take in the art because silver city, the art scene, I know, you and your husband, uh, he's hes an artist and you're a jewelry designer, right? And we have our own gallery here at the Casitas with our work and the work of other local people as well. So oh, cool. that's very, um, our guests really enjoy our gallery very mm. much. That's so, cool. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a dream thing for you guys. Here's this magnificent land that you're on. 
you've got these casitas and you've got people that are like mind coming to stay there, right? That yeah. enjoy nature and peace and you can create and then have a gallery. Like that's awesome. Michael and I are very blessed. We really are to, it's to awesome. be able to live here. Yeah. And, and well, you we, did a B&B in Ireland first, right? 25 years. 25 so. years. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of time to be making beds. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I have to say about that. As Nancy and I do these little stints of innkeeping just to keep on our toes. And we're about to do as this airs, we'll be making people's beds. And um, I'll be sending you all emails going, you all rock. <laughs> like, I don't know how you do it. But innkeeping is not the easiest thing. But I also love it because I love to hear the perspectives of travelers come in from a hike. Oh, my God, I saw this bird and I always wanted to see this bird or I saw this waterfall or, I, you know, these experiences or, hey, we really want this and you want the best for them. Like there's this, I don't know, it's like this like cozy home of people that all are in the place for the same kind of feeling. It's yeah. cozy. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. And it's it's fun to send them off to do stuff, depending on what their interests are, to send them off and then to talk to them when they come back about how they enjoyed what they did. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Yeah. And there's always something new, too. No matter what you think this and they're like, oh, well, this and this. They're like, oh, really? It's just, you know, that's a change in the few weeks or so. But Silver City um, Fall is busy i've been looking at their calendar silver city the town itself i know it's a city but i I think it's a town Um, it's a town it is a town yeah it's a town it's cool the downtown it's got a real historic downtown it's a town Mm -hmm. so it's not a city so Mm -hmm. um yeah there's um there's things well this this um past weekend columbus weekend was weekend at the gallery so there were a lot of things going on downtown um, for the gallery stuff. And that happens every year over Columbus weekend. And um, then coming up at the end of the month, let me see on October 29th is the day of the dead festivities. Mm. So they'll go on from noon until 6 PM and with a parade in the middle of the afternoon and there'll be all kinds of stuff. You've got the day of the dead um, mural behind you that is in silver mm. city. Yeah, that's right behind the museum. The, uh, it's like a yeah. mosaic mural, and it's it's pretty new. It's only about two to three years old, I think. And um, it's right on the side wall of the museum. I love the Silver City Museum. Well, yeah. because it represents some of the architecture of Silver City, which is, I mean, every building is at a different era and time, and did it go through a flood or not? You know, it's interesting. Yeah, no, it is. So we got the Day of the Dead festivities coming up at the end of the month. And then a month after that, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we have the annual Christmas parade, which is always a fun thing. Um, mm. lots, of, lots of local people come out to watch that and, and they parade right through downtown Silver City and it's always a fun thing. But yeah, let's talk about Silver City. You mentioned the Silver City Museum, which is what's peeking up there behind you. And it's a wonderful little museum. They, they put on some it. great exhibits and which change periodically, but it's a great place to get the history of Silver City um, from the time it was 
just, you know, lots of miners and, and um, ranching and, and things like that. It, it has a wonderful history. Um, besides the Silver City Museum, there's also the Western New Mexico University Museum. Oh, I love that. Yes, Ooh. which has an incredible collection of Mimbre's pottery mm. um, that's been donated to them um, and dug locally. That is always a great place to go. So those are our two, those are our two museums. Branching out a little bit down in Deming is the Deming Luna Membrace Museum. That have you, you probably haven't been down there. Have you? Mm -mm. It's a wonderful museum. It is everything in it's huge and everything in it has been donated, given by the people in that, in the Deming community. Um, they have a marvelous collection of membrano pottery oh, wow. uh, that ranchers and local people basically found on their property and gave to the museum. Oh, wow. Uh, they have an, a really incredible children's toy collection. And they have a phenomenal wow. rock collection that a, a rock shop that closed gave them. And they also have, um, what was the... Um, the uh, train, the train thing, um, the Harvey girls. Oh, okay. The Harvey house girls. Yeah. Stuff. It's just, it's a fabulous museum um, that's open to the public. So there's also that, and it's not that far away. It's, you know, something you can do on a day trip and then you can, you can eat down there too, because the, the Mexican food in Deming is different than the Mexican food in Silver City. Right. Yeah. yeah, just within a few close, miles. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends on who's living where, yeah. you know, and the regions of Mexico that they're from. And, you know, oh, I can't wait. We're heading west in like a few weeks. And Nancy and I are just like, you know, Mexican food all the way. <laughs> like, just. Hey, all right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, you know, there's, there's an awful lot to do here. Um, Besides hiking, because not everybody can hike, um, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's physically able to get out there and hike. But there's so many other things that can be done. You've got City of Rock State Park, which is a really cool place. And um, it you can just it, you can drive in it. You don't even have to hike in order to see the incredible rock formations that are there. Um, and down in also down in Deming is Rockhound State Park. Where you don't have to do much hiking there either, but you can go in and pick up rocks and stuff. Um, to the so that's those are south of us. To the west of us in Arizona, um, there's another rock hound area called Black Hills Rock Hound area. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of fire agate mm. over there, and that's it's that's a, a wintertime activity because it's way too hot in the summertime to be doing that. Oh wow. Fun. But that's a great, a fabulous wintertime activity f- for people that like rocks. And it's and a lot of scenic drives, too. That's it's a beautiful drive. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so, you know, and then and north of us, we've got the Catwalk in Glenwood, which is, um, which the Catwalk Recreation, National Recreation Trail, which was used, it was, um, it was developed as a recreation trail in the 1930s by the CCC after the mining was done um, using the remnants of the catwalk that was used to tend the water pipes from mining. So it's been rebuilt a few times because it's washed out a few times, but it's a a very beautiful hike 
um, in a, um, over a creek in a very narrow slot canyon. Have you done that one? Yes, yes, we have. And it was actually one of the first things we did. I think we even did it before the Gila Cliff Dwellings. And it was just, it was so cool to kind of walk on these catwalks like you're talking about, see the water and people, there were people diving in and it was just, it was beautiful. And the water was pumping because I think it was like March or like March, April when we went. It was amazing. Yeah, so it was on the other side of, you know, winter. And um, it was incredible. But the thing to me about Silver City, I mean, the downtown, I love just to go into all the galleries and the boutique shops. And we're looking at the holiday season coming up. And I just think like, holiday shopping, can we stop the the Black Friday Amazon stuff? I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. It just is so cool to be able to be in a real downtown that has like historic theaters and art, handcrafted, amazing things that you can buy somebody with thought and care and you're supporting an independent artist. I don't know. It To me, it, it like, I hate shopping. I'm not a shopping person. You need to let me go to a restaurant for a glass of wine in between times. But like to me, you can do that in Silver City and actually enjoy it. For people who don't enjoy shopping, I like Silver City because you're looking at art and handcrafted things. Like if you're going to buy a bowl, let's just take a bowl. Like say somebody's like, oh, I just moved into a house and I need a fruit bowl. Well, you could do the big box store. Here's your typical factory buy bowl. Buy the same everybody else has. Or you could go to Silver City and someone's done a glass blown bowl or tile work. And I mean, I mean, it's just, it's insane what you can get there. And there's, there, you're not buying even clothes and like jewelry and things. You're not going to see the same thing in the next store, the next town. And we need to keep this, this kind of authenticity alive. And that is to me, what makes a destination special is like, you're not going to find this somewhere else. I want something unique to the area from locals. And you guys certainly have that. And I mean, you do have your big box stores because everybody needs them here and there. But um, and they're away from the downtown. So that's cool. But like to go downtown and just stroll slowly, look at the murals and all the public art Go in The restaurants are fabulous. Oh, my gosh. You have a dining scene. You know, I, I can see like going to your place, like to me, I'm one of those people where just let me hibernate for a few days. Like, really, I don't, I am like that. I want my sandwiches, my wine. I want to hike. I want to see birds. I actually don't want to talk to anybody because I do it all day. Not that I'm anti that. I'm just, you need to burn out. Yeah. And then I'll be like, I got to go on a little adventure. Now I'll go to the cliff dwellings. I'll go like on the scenic drives. And then, you know, I'm going to go to Silver City and find out what's going on because you need to add that spice in there if you can. So I could see like a whole like week out at your area and, and, and at your casitas. Just it's cool to just be able to not have to be anywhere on time. God, yeah. that sucks. No, that's right. That's right. Do no, guests I, do that? Do they say that kind of stuff to you too? Like, I'm so tired of having to be somewhere. Like, if I decided to sleep in and miss the sunrise and the birds, I can do it tomorrow. Who cares? Yeah. Like, do you have that kind of? 
yeah, you know, that that's one of the reasons that we don't do breakfast, <laughs> you know, yeah. because, so that people can just do it on their own whenever they want. And can, yeah, some of us get up at four and start hiking. So, you know, yeah. so yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, but you do give people things in their fridge so they don't. Yeah, we stock the fridges with breakfast stuff. So they're, they're not, you know, they're, I mean, here we are, we're sitting in the middle of nowhere um, despite the fact that we tell everybody that, hey, there's nothing out here, you know, bring your food. They don't bring your food. So we make sure they at least have breakfast, but we also keep frozen restaurant grade steaks and chicken on hand too. Oh, okay. That forgot to bring something for dinner and don't want to go out again. Um, so that's worked out really well for us over the years too. And yeah. at least in the summertime, we have a garden, or at least we try to have a vegetable garden. This year wasn't the best because it was hot and dry. But when we have um, things in our vegetable garden, we share them with the guests. That's awesome. Finally. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's definitely unique, right? And that's the thing. You want to go to destinations that are not like the same everywhere else. You know, oh, that's, I mean, you, you don't, you, you have more than just a room here. Mm-hmm. It's much more than just a room, a bedroom. It's so an experience. It's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And a, and a, and a retreat. That's what, we're, you know, as you're talking, I'm just like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm tired. I need a place in nature where I can just not hear anything. You know what I mean? Just retreat. But I want to hear birds in the morning. Like, I want that. You yep. have that. Okay. And you have roadrunners. Right. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, one has been banging on my office window all day. I think he's I missed that up in the window and he thinks it's another bird and he's attacking it. Well, he wants you to feed him some mincemeat or something. Yeah, I don't so know. Get around for a few days. Oh, that's cool. I love roadrunners and I miss them. And it's so weird to be, you know, we went in the Midwest and all of a sudden there was we thought it was a roadrunner. It was a pheasant. Cause you don't, you know what I mean? You're in a different place and your brain goes according to what you know. And we're like, what the heck was that? And then we're like, Oh my gosh, it was a pheasant. We saw a pheasant, you know, which is pretty cool too. But um, yeah, that is cool. But still like, uh, you're in a beautiful area. Everyone, uh, I encourage you again, uh, go to the website, nmbba.org. Um, you know, this is just one of the many bed and breakfasts you can stay at in New Mexico, each one offering a unique experience, whether it's history, uh, the cultural feel of it, the nature, like you can at uh, Casitas de Gila. Everyone is different. Some are in plazas and the downtown. Some are out in the in the boonies, you know, with Becky. I'm just going to say Becky's in the boonies, right? That's it sounds Australian. I know. <laughs> I love it. But uh, everyone, you can go to casitasdehila.com. The links are all in the show notes. So um, it's all easy to click through from there. But thank you so much, Becky. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. It's always wonderful to talk to you. And I look forward to seeing you out here. I know. We're, we're coming west. Right. We're like, I can't wait. I feel like I better like watch my you know foot on the pedal. I love the east. I love the mid. I love the country. But like you suddenly when you, you know, your body knows it needs to go home for a little bit. You need I, that I, that we I have. know, I know. And at the same time, I know speeding tickets because my foot, even when I talk, I can feel my foot already start to put the foot on the pedal and like, you better not No speeding tickets. So, you know, okay. All right. <laughs> take care. All right.
right. Yeah. Bye. Gracious hosts, unique lodging and tasty cuisine. New Mexico bed and breakfasts are New Mexico true. Our innkeepers are as special as New Mexico and we're sharing their stories. Read about them and plan your trip at nmbba.org.